Welcome to On Texas Football. It's a special edition. The Big 12 releases its schedule today. Uh, just about uh, 10, 15 minutes ago, uh, the Big 12 uh, released its uh, schedule for 2023. Kind of a, a long-awaited thing. They were expected to do it more than a month ago, uh, but it looks like it got caught up. And uh, with the release today, I'm, I'm here with Joe Cook of InsideTexas.com, the beat reporter. Joe, what were your initial thoughts on the Longhorns and their schedule for 2023? Well, I don't think there was any, uh, you know, malintent or ill intent from the conference. I think it's a pretty balanced schedule. Um, I think that everything that the, the conference, you know, tried to do and being fair, they were probably able to do that. Um, you don't have to travel to Provo. Uh, your your new uh, team uh, matchup is with Houston, who you're very, very familiar with. Um, the only thing is, is, I mean, just look at that home slate. There's not a whole lot going on there on the home slate. Uh, you know, you play Rice, you play Wyoming, you play Kansas, you play BYU, which I guess maybe there's a little intrigue. Um, the best team is probably at the end of the year, uh, and it's Texas Tech, and it's the day after Thanksgiving. So, you know, the home slate is is kind of mild. Uh, maybe that's going to be a thing in the past, maybe as soon as next year or even the year after uh, with the switch to SEC. But overall, I think it's a fair schedule. And um, for Texas goals, which we all know are to at least be in the Big 12 title game, I think it sets up well. Uh, you know, that bye, uh, it's not listed on there, but it's in between, you know, the bottom of that first column. Oh, there it is, week seven, of course. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's right after the OU game, right before a short trip to Houston that a lot of uh, a lot of players on the team will really enjoy, right in the middle of the year. So pretty well-timed, and honestly, it's right in right before what's – seems like it's going to be the tougher stretch of games. Um, it, this doesn't seem challenging on the surface, but you and I always know how uh, Big 12 teams can can step up and, and do well in a given year. Heck, TCU is a national finalist this past year, and Kansas State beat them in the Big 12 title game. I don't think a lot of people expected. Uh, you know, Kansas State was a dark horse team to be in the title game at best. So, uh, But on the surface, you know, this looks like a very manageable schedule for Texas um, and the obvious big challenge is, you know, week two at Alabama. Uh, of course, Oklahoma is going to always be tough. That game's always something with the emotions and, you know, with the uh, slowly but still growing quality Oklahoma's got going over there. Uh, but, you know, nothing on this really challenges me. I I'm trying to think of like a three-game stretch that seems, you know, the most fearsome. And it, it may be the last three games because there's not a whole lot of other options elsewhere. Yeah, I would I would say BYU and Kansas State at home, then going to TCU on paper might be. I do think Texas Tech will be good again this year. Uh, it's a back ended schedule, uh, in my opinion. I think that's that's a fair uh, comment. Uh, going to Houston, uh, going to go to the city of Houston. Uh, DeLos Dodds, when he was athletic director, <laughs> vowed never to return uh, to Houston to play at their home stadium. Uh, so uh, I'm sure he's going to be interested to see that there. At his house in Lakeway, he's probably thumbing, thumbing through the internet today, get, getting a little chuckle out of that. Uh, a couple of things I noticed uh, about this schedule and about the Big 12 as a whole. First of all, every Texas team, Texas-based team, whether that's TCU, Houston, Baylor, Texas Tech, or Texas, they all play one another. So all five of those teams have a round robin of sorts. What I also noticed is Oklahoma State, is the only former Big 12 team that Texas does not play, um, along with West Virginia. 
those two, okay? So West Virginia and uh, uh, Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State obviously a charter member of the Big 12. So uh, furthermore, a couple other notes. Kansas State, I, I saw this in this, if, if Matt, our producer, will put up the, uh, the larger schedule now when he gets a chance, I want to show this. Kansas State plays Texas teams five weeks in a row. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, it, it's a it's a weird anomaly. If you look in the middle there, uh, they go they start on ten and fourteen with Tech at away at Tech, home TCU, home Houston, away Texas, home Baylor. Um, theoretically, just from looking at last year's schedule and last year's results, K State may have walked away with the toughest schedule in the conference, and they don't even play Oklahoma. Because Oklahoma, remember, finished three and six in conference. Uh, the Sooners, by by the way, no Baylor, no Texas Tech, and no Kansas State for Oklahoma. Yeah, um, that's a good draw for them. That means they get what they have: Central Florida and Houston um, and BYU. So it looks like they no no Houston. They have Central Florida, Cincinnati, and BYU. Does that look right? Yes, yes it yes. is. So they got. They got three. They did, avoided the uh, the Houston matchup. Not a whole lot of history there. Kind of interesting. Dylan Gabriel return game, I guess to say. Uh, and you know what? Where is Bedlam on this? Bedlam's at the beginning of November, so could be the last time we see that rivalry too. Uh, maybe next year, but signs point to it not being the case, at least so far from what we've heard. But, um, you know, I, I'm just kind of curious, looking at, uh, Houston schedule. I'm glad you mentioned the lost Dodds. Hopefully TD ECU Stadium doesn't have a metal scaffolding that they have doubling as as bleachers for this game because I was at that game. I remember it pretty clearly at Robertson Stadium. But, um, you know, the, the thing is, is avoiding Oklahoma State and avoiding West Virginia, something that you mentioned, those are two teams that seem to be on a downtick. Neil Brown's probably on the hottest seat in this conference uh, and Oklahoma State, who knows what's going on up there? Uh, you know, you have your quarterback and basically every major contributor that if you're a head coach like Mike Gundy, you would want back. They left. Uh, they went elsewhere. You lose your defensive coordinator. You're switching to a new style of defense with the, with an accomplished yet still Division two coordinator. Man, and, and Texas doesn't get to play them at home after, you know, several different occasions where – I don't want to say nefarious, that's not the right word, but questionable officiating has very much factored into the game. There's a little bit of a sting there, but um, overall, I, I feel like if you're looking at the schedule with Texas, aside from some not particularly exciting home matchups, you're, you're very pleased with the competitiveness and how you think you'll be competitive against the teams that are heading your way. And then, like I said, the bye. I think that's real advantageous too right in the middle of the year, kind of a good point, not to where you're, you know, going down the stretch and thinking, oh, this is eight, you know, 10 weeks in a row or, 
you know, getting into November and thinking, oh, I've been going since August. Like, you're right in the middle. I think that's pretty fair. Seems like all the teams are like that. So uh, did you notice that Texas and Texas Tech has a common opponent out of conference this year? Both are going to play the Wyoming Cowboys, and it looks like Tech's even going to Laramie. So kind of interested in that to to see, um, you know, just how that program, uh, all those programs interact with each other. Um, what else stands out to you, Bobby? I'm trying to just uh, yeah, look through a couple, the, uh, couple, couple other things. I mean, I'm looking at this um, from two standpoints. One, uh, it's it's so Texas is playing all of their original Southwest Conference foes. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not playing Oklahoma State, which is an original Big Twelve foe. Okay, that's one thing. So I'm really the, the Big Twelve and its or, origin and its origins was a combination of the Southwest Conference and the Big and the Big Eight. Right? right. Well, Kansas State. Now there were four teams in the original Big Big Eight uh, that are still in the conference: Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Kansas State are five, along with Iowa State. They all play each other except for Kansas State and Oklahoma. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So uh, Kansas State's not going to have last, you know, I guess they'll have to use this past year as their last moment with with the Sooners. Um, As far as Texas is concerned, they play everybody but Oklahoma State um, in in that category. And uh, so, uh, you know. I, I don't think it's a bad schedule. I think that it's interesting that Texas gets Baylor early. That's, that's on the road. Yeah. Starting on, on the, the road, road yet early. again. First, same as last year, they were at Texas Tech on the road. It's going to be an early out off uh, early conference game on the road that Texas has to be absolutely ready for. They get Kansas relatively early. Whereas when you get Kansas late and you know they have depth issues. It's probably a better matchup for everybody. You know, then they they slide into OU and then they have the bye. What I think is interesting, after the bye, they go to, to Houston. Well, Houston plays uh, West Virginia um, the week before at home. But so they don't have a bye, but that game is actually on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So they get nine days as opposed to the normal seven. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I don't. I don't think there's any malice here. I don't want to get at that. I think that if any team thinks they got screwed, it's probably Kansas State, to be honest with you. I right. mean, they I'm look glad. Like, as the defending champs, I mean, look, I mean, they've got <laughs> they've got Texas on the road, Texas Tech on the road. Uh, those are two of the top five teams in the Big 12 last year. Uh, they, they've got Iowa State, Baylor. I don't, I don't know. Um, It'll be interesting to see uh, how this all shakes out. Anything else catch your eye, uh, Joe, that we're talking about here tonight or today, uh, this afternoon, as the Big 12 releases its 2023 college football schedule? Um, you know, I'm just kind of looking around some of the non-conference games. And, you know, there's some teams that were FCS in years past that you have to remind yourself are making the jump. I mean, Sam Houston State's on there. 
uh, several times. So I'm just kind of looking around some of the non-conference matchups. Um, you know, TCU plays Colorado in week one with Deion Sanders. That'll be an entertaining matchup. Um, looking around the league, you know, Houston's still going to play Rice, uh, but they're also adding UTSA. And that's a team that's going to have Frank Harris back, going to have some talent back. And, uh, you know, that'll be a, a tough – I mean, I don't think Houston's got an easy start by any stretch. UTSA to Rice to TCU, a little bit of a downturn in Sam Houston. Um, and then at Texas Tech, that's that's not an easy opening slate for for Dana in the first year of the their membership in the Big Twelve. The um, only thing I would say there, the only thing I would say there, Joe, is five of the first seven are at home for the crew. right, right. Um, so and, they do get that. Yep. Um, elsewhere, you know, the uh, uh, I, I can't remember if this happened last year, but remember Oklahoma, it was either Tennessee or Georgia were told by the SEC to say, like, hey, you know, I know you've got non-conference games set up, not just this upcoming year, but in the future, ax those, get rid of them. Um, for some reason, they didn't say the same about Alabama and Texas. Maybe that's because no matter what, it was going to be pre, uh, you know, exit by both those schools. But Oklahoma's got to play, uh, you know, Arkansas State. They'll be able to handle them. Uh, then they play SMU week two. Uh, and that's and they play them at home, but that's still a, a really solid program. Uh, Rhett Lashley's got good things going there. Um, not so much of a test with Tulsa, especially in year one. So, um, you know, elsewhere, Oklahoma State at Arizona State, I like that. TCU obviously going to U of H. Tech playing Oregon. Um, West Virginia and Pitt doing the backyard brawl again. West Virginia's got a real – I mean, that is not a nice schedule. You play Penn State. Uh, at Penn State, you play Duquesne, which is pretty easy. Uh, and then you play the backyard brawl again, and then you play Tech. Not the easiest of openings for Neil Brown, and heck, they may try. And uh, that if you if you go, let's see, let's say you get one win heading into the bye. That bye week may be another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. His last week on the job there uh, with the current landscape. So uh, obviously the headliner is going to be Texas at Alabama, but there's still some good uh, out-of-conference matchups uh, to look at. Kansas and Illinois, uh, That's that caught my eye real quick. Uh, of course, Cyhawk is always pretty interesting. I think uh, even- I was going to say, Joe, week two, week two is impressive. If you just go to the start, Baylor plays Utah. Yeah, Utah, yeah. Yeah, Baylor hosts Utah. Central Florida goes to Boise State. Wow. Cincinnati plays Pitt. Iowa State plays Iowa. Kansas plays Illinois. Um, Oklahoma State goes to Arizona State. Texas goes to Alabama. Texas Tech hosts Oregon. Uh, that'll right. be the, that'll be referendum week on the Big Twelve. That, that absolutely, week, in my opinion, because even though there are some other games sprinkled here and there, uh, those will be the primary ones. It looks like to me the very first uh, conference game will actually the very first new Big Twelve conference game will be in week three 
when TCU hosts Houston. So that will be the first true conference game, if I'm not mistaken here. Do you read that the same as me? Yeah, they're not doing a week one or a week two thing. So that looks the same. Um, you know, obviously the sport is is way is very much about rivalries. And you look through, you know, there's always going to be the mid-October rivalries. And uh, the Big 12, you know, kept that. Uh, it's actually technically the first weekend of October this year, but it's, uh, you know, October 7th. And I think that's traditional anyway. They'll do that if that happens. Um, but I'm looking at that Thanksgiving weekend. There's no traditional rivalries. I mean, if you want to call Texas and Texas Tech a rivalry, which it is, it's never been really a Thanksgiving one. It's kind of done that out of necessity since A&M and Texas stopped playing. But if you look around, I mean, I guess you could call Kansas State and Iowa State, Farmageddon a rivalry. Uh, U of H and UCF aren't big fans of each other. Uh, but they're by no means rivals. Like that is a very strange weekend of scheduling in the well, Big Twelve Conference. That I've, last I've week, I've got to say this though, Joe. I've got to say this. What's left of the Big Twelve? What rivalries were there? I mean, take right. Texas. I mean, what I'm rivalries that were then? The rest, I'm not trying to be rude to the rest of the right. conference. Um, Kansas, Kansas State's a rivalry, no doubt. Um, but beyond that, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. They're playing in early November now. Um, there's not really any anything left. Um, TCU Baylor was thought to be, but that, you know, that that was kind of a Gary Patterson Art Bryles thing uh, up and down I-35. I, I just feel like the the Big 12 as a whole has lost any kind of allure uh, from a rivalry perspective because none of them outside of Texas OU, there's no rivalry in the top 20 in the country out of Texas and Oklahoma that, that, no, that anybody would say, Hey, these are, these are big rivalry games. All right. And we'll have more coverage of the big 12 football schedule on InsideTexas.com. Uh, if you get a chance, please visit us over there. Joe's already written an article, got some stuff going on. Uh, we'll have commentary about it. Uh, Jerry Hamilton and I will be on a live show tonight, a live stream at seven o'clock. Uh, we'll be talking a little recruiting with national signing day tomorrow uh, as well. Uh, and uh, Jerry got some intel on Deuce Robinson we need to share uh, for that. But uh, for now, uh, I'm Bobby Burton, and this has been On Texas Football. Thanks a bunch, Joe. Thank you.